in the night Your heart fills with dread Probably a murderer who wants you dead It could be a ghost, a demon or worse Perhaps you're the victim of a witch's curse It's hopeless, you're doomed You'd call a priest if you could You'd rather just listen to who? Sinisterhood I'm gonna kill you Ooh, welcome Ooh. <laughs> Now we just sound cold <laughs> It's definitely not cold Say no. nice seventy-eight degrees, according to my phone. It's balmy outside. Mm. Some moist air is nice and wet it, uh, outside. It rained a ton last night. Kate Thunderstorm. lost her mind and tried Kate to Delphi's get in our lost- shower <laughs> in the middle of the oh, night. No. Yeah, whole thing. Oh, poor Kate. Well, yeah. I said I was telling y'all in our text thread. The weatherman Pete Delkus was like, download the app because when you're in your bunker, you're gonna wish you knew what was going on. How many of you have how many of you have TVs in your bunker? I bet not everyone. Okay, Pete Delkus. First of all, you assume I have a bunker, which I'm very sad to say I don't yet. Do you have um Wi Fi in a bunker? How are <laughs> you getting on an app? He's like, This is a luxury bunker that you have Wi Fi in. <laughs> and a TV. <laughs> it's like Pete Delkus, not all of us make that weatherman money, so we don't have that. <laughs> Pete Delkus is our local weatherman. He's a gem. He's magical. He uh, takes off his jacket, rolls up his sleeves. He puts his head so close to the camera. (laughs) That's how you know if you're in danger because he starts to get really close. Last night I was like, y'all don't worry about it. Delkus still has his jacket on. We're fine. It was great. So we're good to go here. But you know what's even scarier than Pete Delkus with his jacket off? These odd but true Freaky Mm -hmm. Friday stories. Yes, we've got a good variety this go around, mm-hmm. um, we cover, I think, pretty much everything. Aliens. Runs the game. True crime. Ghost. Other weird stuff. I'm waiting for a cryptid. I'm waiting for a Bigfoot oh, sighting. Please, you know what? Somebody here. I think that's the only one we haven't had so far is a cryptid sighting. I still have to write in my Marvelite sighting, but that doesn't count as a cryptid. I want, it, I want someone who's seen Bigfoot. Or Nessie. Nessie. Mothman. If you've had relations with Mothman, we would love please. to hear about it. A... You know what? We can Detailed. we'll do an NC seventeen rating on that episode if we need to. <laughs> Not going wide theatrical release. You're going niche theaters. <laughs> Dirty Mothman. Yes, story. but yeah. Well, we have almost all of them today. Almost, yeah. All right. Well, let's get started. I'm Christy. I'm Heather. And let's get into it. This first one is from Peter, and this is creep neighbor sees aliens. Hey, y'all, you two are my favorite podcasters out there, and I can't thank you enough for all your amazing and hilarious content. So my story dates back to when I was about 14 or 15 years old, and my family was moving out of one apartment and into another. It was moving day, and we had some people helping us load our moving truck, which was parked about a minute or two walk away from our apartment in the complex's parking lot. As we walked back and forth from the apartment to the truck... I noticed that one of our neighbors, whose apartment was close by the parking lot, had their entire living room window wide open with the curtains drawn. I had never seen them do this before. Their curtains were always closed, and so it caught my eye. What was even stranger and creepier to me was that they were sitting on their couch with their back to the window, staring at their television. Of course, none of that would be strange, except for the fact that their TV was showing nothing but a blank blue screen. The kind that you see when you're on an input without anything attached or something like that. 
They were just sitting there, staring at it, not moving at all, like a statue. I pointed it out to my mom, and while she thought it was a bit weird, it didn't startle her too much, and she told me to let him mind his own business. Doing as I was told, I looked away and kept helping move things out to the truck. Things continued normally until at one point, I was walking something to the truck. I saw that the neighbor had left his apartment and was standing outside adjacent to the path we were using to walk things to the truck. He was staring up intensely at the sky, his neck arched way back, mumbling something to himself. As I got closer to him, I realized he was saying, They're coming, they're coming, I can see them. This freaked me out and I rushed whatever I was carrying to the truck and went back to my apartment. For whatever reason, I didn't tell anyone else. Blame it on my 14-year-old mind. And by the time we went back outside, he was gone. At some point, unfortunately, though, near the end of the day, everyone else who was helping us move had gone back inside our apartment for pizza, leaving the truck with the door to the cargo area and all our belongings wide open. Not wanting to leave the truck alone, I decided to stay there, sitting on the edge of the cargo hold. Anxious about my neighbor and guarding the truck alone, I started to text my sister to come out to wait with me, when out of the corner of my eye, I saw something. It was that same neighbor, his head peering out from behind one of the garage walls near the parking lot, watching me with a creepy-ass smile on his face. As soon as he realized I saw him, he jolted back behind the wall, and I freaked the fuck out. I ran back to my apartment and told my family what had happened. We all went outside, but couldn't find the neighbor. One of my older friends even decided to knock on the neighbor's door to confront him, but he never answered, and by this point, his window curtains were closed and we could see nothing. Nothing happened the rest of the day, and the move was completed smoothly. This whole experience sent a chill down my spine. Why was he watching the TV with nothing but a blank blue screen? What did he see in the sky? Who was coming? Why was he watching me, and what were his intentions? I'll note that before all this happened, I never encountered that neighbor before in my life. After that whole experience, I was super happy to leave that apartment complex, but our new place was far from creepy free, though those are more stories for another time, which I'll gladly share more of if interested. Maybe it was aliens, maybe it was an unfortunate mental health episode, but regardless, this was an experience that 14-year-old me will never forget. Why is it so creepy to watch somebody watching nothing on a TV? It's not it's not natural. Yeah, and it's maybe maybe my mind is what do they see that I don't see? Or what's and going on in their brain? Sinister. Yeah, that's true. Yeah. Man. It's Ooh. you know, I mean, I think those are tropes that we've seen in movies too, or out mm-hmm. of the ordinary, you know, creepy things. So when you see it happening in real life, your mind automatically goes to, well, Aliens are coming, or... Um, poltergeist. Yep, it's a poltergeist, for sure. Yes. That Which is creepier, he's... that, or you see him staring at you with a smile on his face from behind a That's... wall? You never want to be stared at, mm-hmm. unless it's someone you love. You know, your spouse, your partner, your loved one is just like, oh, look at you. Like, <laughs> But if it's a neighbor Mm-mm. or a stranger being like, oh, look at you. Yeah. Two different things. Two different feelings. Also, never great to say, they're coming, they're coming, I can see them. Mm-mm. That's looking at the sky, looking down the street, unless it's like, oh, man, when are the ice cream trucks right. getting here? <laughs> yeah. Other than unless, that, yeah, no Yeah, it's um, someone with uh, your 
bags of gold you've been expecting. You don't really sh- want to hear that phrase. <laughs> it's it's the, the, uh, tr- the money truck is coming, and they're going to pass it out to all of mm-hmm. us. I like to shout out to the older friend who just went straight up and knocked on the door. It's I'm like, the, what, what the hell are you watching on TV? I feel like that's a Shannon move. I feel like Shannon sister. would just be like, I'm going over there. I don't give a shit. <laughs> absolutely. She'd be like, I'll, uh, why are you staring at us? Why are you screaming at the sky? Yeah, she would absolutely do that. So, ooh, that is freaky. That Peter hit the nail on the head. That is a freaky Friday incident. I, and yes, please share more. I have a theory. And yes, please share what? more. What's your theory? What if that wasn't really the neighbor staring at him from behind the garage wall? Oh, shit. Body snatcher. Like, stop. <laughs> no. They got him. They what got if into they, his brain. Or what if they, yeah, they abducted him and then one of the aliens took on his form and came back <gasps> down and maybe, I mean, who knows how many people are walking around out there that we think we know, but really, they're just sacks of meat with an alien personality inside. Just driving them like pinky in the brain. Mm-hmm. Fuck. Oh, man. Well, definitely stay away from that neighbor. (laughs) Or who you think is that neighbor. Mm. But yeah, for sure, send in your other stuff. For sure. This next one is from Loquin, and it is My Entire Life is a Series of Freaky Fridays. Hi, y'all are awesome, but I'll keep the praise short because I have so much to say. When I was in elementary school, I was living in a small town in southeast Alaska. I walked to school every day. And one spring morning, I noticed something in the sky. It looked like a silver grain of rice, traveling in the same direction I was. I'm nine, so of course I assume it's UFO. I see it every morning for a week, and I start a UFOs and cryptids club at school because that's the kind of kid I was. After a while, I stopped seeing it. Once I grew up, I assumed it was an airplane. Until one day I realized, this was in the middle of nowhere Alaska. Why would there be flyover planes? I checked flight paths and such, and sure enough, there wouldn't have been any airplanes at that place in that time. Makes me wonder if the kid who says he saw Bigfoot is telling the truth, too. I always found my house in high school pretty spooky. It was built in the 80s and over farmland, so no historical cause. It just chilled me. There were windows I didn't like to walk past at night. I got so used to phantom voices calling my name that I would just stop seeing if someone called me and would get in trouble if mom actually had called my name. Once a papier-mâché rooster hit me in the back after being thrown across the room. Nobody was there to throw it. But the best, spookiest thing happened when I woke up in the middle of the night to find two figures standing by my bed, one at the foot and one to the side. They were shrouded like someone who had tossed a sheet over their head. And I have two little sisters, so I assumed it was them. Very funny, I said. Go away. And I closed my eyes. Y'all remember those beaded doorways that were all the rage in the 90s? I had one of those, but my parents were hippies, so instead of little plastic beads, they were big bamboo ones. It was impossible to leave my room without making a racket. So when after a moment, I didn't hear two tricky younger sisters leaving my bedroom, I opened my eyes again to yell at them. Nothing was there. I ended up getting into ghost hunting a bit when I was in college, early 2000s. Mostly I was living in Alaska at the time, but one summer I spent at my North Carolina house, running around having ghost adventures with my friends. That summer, my dad took my sister and I on vacation to Bermuda for a few days. 
The house we were renting was on the smaller, less touristy island, and right by a historic cemetery and church. My sister explored the cemetery with me during the day, but absolutely refused to go back at night, because she's not crazy. Me, however, very crazy. So I went back on one of those super moon nights. Mars was apparently very close, according to the news, and everyone else was grilling fish we'd caught that day and looking at the moon and stars and planets. I fucked out. No, seriously, autocorrect. I really meant ducked this time. With my camera and back to the graveyard. I took a few steps into the cemetery and realized that this was pretty creepy, even for me. To get an establishing shot, I pointed at a random gravestone and took a picture. My camera flashed. Then there was an answering flash of lightning, and the entire effing island went dark. Remember how I mentioned that my family was at home stargazing? There wasn't a cloud in the sky. Well, thank goodness for that full moon, because I noped on out of there so fast. Well, Loquin, we have to address several things. First of all, <laughs> uh, an UFO encrypted club sounds like something that Ella needs Dude, to start I, school. When I read it, I immediately said, well, this will be my daughter, and I'm here for it. <laughs> Fully support, 100%. I will be the uh, class mom of of that club. Sponsor. I'll be the sponsor, yes. yes. Meetings will be held in my living room. Definitely. That's amazing. Um, Loquin sent in many stories and this is just a chunk of them so mm-hmm. at some point we'll we'll visit their other stories as well but yeah you got from a young age it sounds like she was um things were trying to talk to her uh, absolutely the whole it's like a good thing bad thing to have the bamboo curtain because mm-hmm. of if someone tries to sneak in on you you hear the bamboo but horrifically if there are good entities standing over you and then you don't hear the bamboo. Holy shit, they vaporize? Yeah. <laughs> what happened? I think it's fun, though, for ghosts to lean into that oh, yeah. trope. <laughs> Very Beetlejuice of them to think, well, no one will believe this is what we actually look like. Absolutely. Like, ooh, it's like, all right, yeah, right, Whatever. kids, go back to bed. Mm-hmm. That is very Beetlejuice. Oh, man, thank you so much for sending those. Mm-hmm. That is, ooh, like you said, it seems like she's a, like a conduit uh-huh. or something. Everybody's reaching out. Yep. So listen. Yes, listen, lean in. And if you've still got that cryptid in UFO Club, um, you know what? You got a, a plethora of people that would like to join, especially if you're uh, a Patreon member. I, I'm, there's probably already a club going on. There's <laughs> got to be a president, a vice president, a treasurer. That is that is our Patreon is the crypto. <laughs> That's <club>. true. Yeah. <laughs> well, this next one is from Sari, and it is Nana communicating through flashing lights. This might be quite a small story and not a scary one. But for me, it's quite a nice, uplifting one in a strange way. My boyfriend and I were sat in the living room on the day my Nana died, just watching TV. Because of COVID, I hadn't got to see her before she died to say goodbye, and I was quite upset about it. Once it got dark, we obviously put the lights on. Out of nowhere, the lights flashed three times, really distinctly, dimming and then going brighter than they normally are. My boyfriend said, Hi, Nana! Kind of as a joke as we'd recently watched Stranger Things, and the light flashed once more very brightly. When I was younger and would walk home from Nana's house, she would want me to call her phone and let it ring three times and put the phone down so she'd know I was back okay. I'm convinced that these flashes of light 
were her doing her version of the three phone rings, so I would know she's okay wherever she is. I love that. That's very sweet. The three phone rings, and that, that, I mean, it makes sense that she would, she can't make the phone ring. If it's a cell phone, then it's like light, light, light. Mm -hmm. And then it's you. Yep. And then she goes. (laughs) He's all, hi, Nana. Joke, joke. And she's like, it's me. (laughs) Actually, I love it. Yeah, but that's sweet. Yes. Because that's so many people didn't get to say goodbye to their loved ones because of COVID. So for her to still be able to reach out from beyond is is super sweet and gives you, hopefully, Sari, a little bit of closure and makes you feel like at least she's there with you in spirit. Yeah, just saying hi. Yeah. Uh, Well, we have got one from Danny. And this one, the subject line is growling men and why you lock the effing door. I'm 24 years old and I work as a legal assistant slash paralegal at a small law firm. The firm is owned by a husband and wife duo and I'm their only employee. For the most part, I don't mind it. But the only problem is that if one of them is out of town, typically they both go as it's a family trip slash vacation. And that leaves me at the office by myself. Our office is situated up a hill off a fairly busy street. On this particular day, I was at work and my male boss and I were chatting about assignments as he had just arrived for the day. He was in his office with the door sort of cracked open. I was sitting at my desk, which is in the entryway. A man who we did not recognize came into the office and he was on foot. He asked me if he could fill out an application. I told him no, we weren't accepting applications, but that many people down the road were advertising that they were hiring. I immediately felt off. The man was on foot and I knew based off of the direction he came from that he had had to pass multiple places advertising available positions to get to our office. He had been making direct eye contact with me since coming in, and after I told him we weren't hiring, he stared into my eyes and said, Are you here alone? I always thought that in that situation like this, I would be brave, but it turns out that was not the case. Luckily, my boss heard this, jumped up, came out of his office and said, No, she's not here alone. You need to go. Even though my boss had come out of his office, the man was still staring at me. Then he began growling and saying, mm-hmm, mm, Amen, brother. At this point, I was fucking horrified, and my boss once again approached the man and told him he needed to leave immediately. The man finally began backing out of the door and finally fled the office, but not before yelling, I love y'all! Needless to say, I do not love the creepy-ass dude who is looking for more than a job, and I have been keeping the office door locked even when I'm not by myself at the office. Fuck that. Fuck that is my sentiment also. I love a good locked office door when you work in office because, like, yeah. you don't it's, you don't need to come in here. If mm-hmm. we have an appointment, we'll come open the door mm-hmm. for you. We all right? Yeah. <laughs> when I was getting my hair done last week, I was um, the last client in there. And when the other stylist left, she asked my stylist, do you want me to lock the door? And mine said – and it was it's in a nice area – she said, it's still light outside. It's totally fine. And it's in like a shopping area. Well, she's doing my hair like 10 minutes later. And this guy comes up to the door and he looks a little off. And she said, am I about to regret that I didn't tell her to lock that door? And he came in and he seemed a little off. And um, it was, I think we both had that feeling of, oh, we don't love this. He had a dog with him, so that was kind of uh, – but also, what if you're using that because that's, like, 
something that Disarming. makes you look sympathetic, you know? And we'll yeah, get people. Yeah. But um, he asked, you know, uh, can I get a haircut? And she said, no, I'm the only one here and we're closed, but we'll be open tomorrow. And he said, okay, and left. But there was something a little, a little off, but luckily it went fine. But if she had been there alone, it makes me worried or just, yeah, lock those office doors. Yeah, because you just never know if, you know, what act they're putting on mm-hmm. like you said if someone pretends that they're sick or pretends whatever um uh, at, at any rate a hair salon a law firm not the place to assess and assist in whatever fashion that you may need to assess and assist it's always good to be like the door is locked love to call somebody to come help you but uh, i am not the one to help especially if frequently you're in an office alone i think that's a reasonable thing to lock the door absolutely and who walks into a hair salon without an appointment with a dog in a, in, in a pro cut in a in yeah it's it's like a nice salon well, I mean, and not that a pro cut isn't a nice salon, but that's more of a walk-in yeah, situation. Yeah, right. Versus you walk into a salon where I'm like, oh, this is more like appointment only. If you have like cubbies, if they have cubbies, I'm like, I don't know if this is, or it would say walk-ins welcome on the door. And if it doesn't say that, yeah. I would assume it's appointments only. The weirder thing to me is you have your dog with you. Most businesses yeah. won't just let you, especially like a haircut, That's you know, yep. somewhere that's like all about hygiene and, and stuff isn't going to just let your dog come in with you. Then I'll do a two-for-one human pet grooming. <laughs> you know what, though? Maybe That's not a bad should. business plan. <laughs> we'll shave you, and we'll shave your pup. <laughs> uh, well, thank you so much for sending that in to us, Danny. Next up, we have Spooky Old Farmhouse sent from Jack. Hi, both. This happened to my mom, but she told me the story countless times when I was growing up. Not to scare me, but to reinforce her thoughts that I should be more scared of the living than the dead. My mom grew up in an old farmhouse in Herefordshire, which is very rural and located in the borders between England and Wales. The main house itself is about 300 years old, but some of the buildings were much, much older. But we'll come on to that. It was about a mile away from the nearest village, which was easily walkable down a track from the farm to the main road. One evening, when my mom was about 15 years old, so this would make it the late 1950s, She was walking down the track from the house toward the road to the village on her way to a party. It was dusk. Up ahead, she saw a white, blurry image, which startled her to start with. But she dismissed it, thinking it was one of the Shire horses, really big workhorses, leaning against the gate as he had a white patch of fur on his nose. She was aware that the blur seemed to follow her as she continued walking, so she called out a friendly greeting to the horse. Charlie, his name was. She thought nothing of it and continued to the party. By the time she returned, it was dark, and she made her way up the track towards the farm, carrying a brace of pheasants she had won at a raffle. Well, it was very rural, and coming home with dead animals to eat was common. I should point out at this point that electricity hadn't made it as far as my grandparents' farm, so it was really rather dark, although apparently there was a bright moon. As she looked ahead toward one of the barns, she once again could see a white blur ahead of her. It was bright and hovering a few meters off the ground. Slowly, it took the form of a shrouded figure and seemed to come down some stairs that didn't exist to ground level. As it got closer, she could see the shrouded figure was actually a monk. She screamed, dropped her pheasants, and ran up the driveway. My grandmother, a fierce old woman, came running out to see what the commotion was and was confronted by my mother hurtling towards her, screaming, A ghost! My grandmother responded rather calmly, 
There's loads of them around here, before turning and striding back into the farmhouse. Years later, my mother found out that the farmhouse was apparently built on the site of an old monastery, which was destroyed in Henry VIII's reign. Thank you both. Love your work. Spooky monk. We don't have enough pheasant raffles at parties we go to. <laughs> no, I've joined a raffle and they're like, you want a Starbucks gift card? I'd love a brace of pheasants. <laughs> <laughs> then you got to clean it and dress it, though. I don't think yeah. I'm equipped to do that. Grandma's like, There's, they're everywhere. Go pick up those pheasants and bring them in here. <laughs> She's like, what are you dropping pheasants <laughs> on the ground? Get your ass in the house. It's dark and you drop the pheasants. Right? That is... It. I could picture all of this in my mind, though, and it was a very creepy, mm-hmm. spooky uh, setting. So I like that. There's so much history over mm-hmm. in that part of the world, and it's um, it's just it lends itself to spookiness. And bu- the buildings that have been there for a long time that haven't been bulldozed and turned into something mm-hmm. silly like here, I feel like they just tear everything down and build something new on mm-hmm. it. So I like that when you have something that's like been around for a long time. And I, you know, we said before, if we have to be haunted by something, I want a dog ghost. Mm-hmm. I feel like a monk ghost would be a great ghost too, because they're quiet. They'd probably just walk around yeah. a little bit. Yeah, they're not doing anything too wild. So you might hear it chanting occasionally, but <laughs> nothing. Usually, that's kind of. Su- I mean, people fall asleep to that. There's apps for that, so it <laughs> might help true. you fall asleep. Might help you get a good night's rest. Absolutely. Well, thank you so much, Jack. And speaking of apps and falling asleep, this next one is from Jamie. The subject line, my haunted apartment and sleep app horror. Y'all gotta stop using these apps. <laughs> Someone sent us one on Instagram, though, and it was just fart after fart <laughs> after fart. That's what that's what most people's are. <laughs> that's why I was like, I don't want to sleep app because I don't want to get fronted out that I'm farting it up all night. <laughs> okay, this is from Jamie. Hello, I'm a huge fan of your podcast and was inspired to write this after hearing the last sleep app story. I don't know how scary this is because I've tried to tell it at bars and no one cares. But Lord, did it scare me. Sorry if it's long. Never apologize. (laughs) For anything. Never. I live in a small studio apartment. I love my home so much. I spent most of the shelter in place days of quarantine 2020 adding shelves and admiring how cute everything was. The energy was so nice and calm until one day everything changed. I don't know when exactly the energy shifted, but it was significant. I have had trouble sleeping and my neighbors upstairs are loud as hell. I do not know where they are going 24-7, but all I can hear at night is them walking. So I started using a brown noise app on Alexa as loud as it will go to drown out the sound. I also use earplugs. I used to use a sleep recording app and I had started using it during quarantine again. Once I caught a clear sound of birds chirping, but that was like a nice thing, so it didn't freak me out. This time, I woke up and went through the sounds. I find a very clear sound of two voices speaking over me. I'm going to add a link to the audio. I live alone. I do not use my phone at night, and I know this is not my voice. I asked a million people, and to me, it sounds like two voices clearly speaking into my phone. It freaked me out even more because it's definitely so clear that it isn't my voice, it's not my cat's, and it also says phrases that I tend to say when I'm scared. My reaction to everything is, ew, I hate that. You can hear the brown noise in the background for a measure of how loud and distant the room noise is. The app I used also shows you when you're in different sleep stages, and at this point, I was in deep, deep sleep, and it sounds drastically different from how I sound when it picks up me sleep talking. Needless to say, I never use the app again. Here's the audio. I've heard it. 
I'm going to listen to it for the first time. I'm going to watch your face. Oh, my God. Ew. That was my reaction last night by myself. <laughs> Heather's out of her chair. She's so freaked out. Oh, my God. I wish I was with you so I could comfort you. <laughs> oh, no. She's going to cry. She's so, so scared. She's so, oh, don't cry. Don't cry. <laughs> what is it? I know, right? I don't want to li- listen to it again, but I don't, but I'm going to. I didn't expect it. I know. I'm going to listen to it again, too. I listened to it last night, but I got to listen to it again. Hold on. No. <laughs> hold on. Hold on. I can't hear if you're crying. Just a second. Oh, my God. Ew. Mm, oh, I hate that now. Oh, my God. Right? My hands just over my mouth. I can't. I'm afraid Paris is going to come in here because I screamed. <laughs> oh, well, we will. Uh, y- y'all have heard it now because we're going to insert it at this point as well. So oh, keep going. Finish. Keep going. There's more to okay. the story. <laughs> There's more to the story. Pause. Okay. Jamie continues. <laughs> A week later, I'm in bed with my two cats. Sometimes when there are bangs or things fall down, I can admit that it's something that can be explained by them doing the most when I'm trying to sleep. Or, for instance, the one time my entire bathroom ceiling caved in. That's a long, different kind of horror story. But this night, I heard two loud taps from the corner of my apartment by the closet where I keep a makeshift altar. So, honestly, in hindsight, I probably brought all this on myself. I instantly thought it might be the cat's. Except that I realized a moment later they were both laying on the bed with me, and when the sound happened, all three of us looked in the direction of the noise. I was a little freaked out, got out of bed to look around, but found nothing out of place. There's nothing out of place at all. As I'm looking, there's a knock from inside the closet. I don't even know if I can describe it as a knock, but it was an audible sound, and Sophie, my oldest, bravest cat, heard it too, because she prances over to check it out. Not long after, I find it hard to sleep. I'm having nightmares frequently, and I'm always waking up at 3 a.m. I'm a person who cannot sleep with any noise or light, but I'm so uncomfortable at this point in the dark that I began sleeping with the light fully on. One morning, I woke up and went to the bathroom. I have a very small bathroom with a tub on one side and a heater on the opposite side. On both sides, there's enough space for a weight scale to be set. I keep one next to the heater in front of the toilet. I walk into the bathroom and stub my toe. I look down, and under the bath mat, I notice a perfect square indent. I look closer and notice the weight scale is perfectly placed beneath the mat on the opposite side of the bathroom. My mother blames the cats, but one of my biggest pet peeves is that my bath mat never lies flat or straight because they're always running around and knocking it out of place. It's set exactly on the edge of the mat, at the tip, and perfectly straight. At this point, I'm basically done, and I show all my colleagues at work. One of my co-teachers says, it's probably a demon. I'm at my wit's end, so I ordered an energy clearing from Etsy. I figured it could work, or if it doesn't, at least I tried something as fast as I could. It seems to have helped, as I've had nothing like this happen ever since. Oh, my God. 
Jamie, first of all, great idea doing an energy clearing. What I am hearing now, because we hear knocking, knocking is like demon stuff, moving stuff is demon stuff. If you say that it's like not you talking, because it doesn't sound like sleep talking. Like like you said, we've inserted this. We've all heard it. But it sounds like an actual human voice. Yeah, it doesn't sound. Two of them. Yes, and it doesn't sound like, (laughs) I have family members that sleep talk. I have heard it. It's not usually like, oh, my God, like completely clear. This is completely clear. I wonder, too, if things are trying to get energy and it's mocking you and it's doing, because she said when she gets a scared, her reaction is, oh, I hate that. Mm -hmm. Ew, I hate that. And it's like, oh, my God. Ew. It's like, fuck, the demon's mocking you, girl. It's the he, he, he for me. Oh, stop it. (laughs) I don't like that. (laughs) Fucking A. I, uh, that Sorry, would have been I breathlessly the- read the other half of it because I can't <laughs> fucking breathe. You, I get hit by a Mack truck <laughs> of the sound and then I have to continue reading. What you have aren't hearing is how many times we had, to, I had to edit out her start restarting because she was so I'm like, freaked out. <laughs> she kept having to restart sentences. It's going to sound clear. It will sound clear to editing. everybody. That's the beauty of editing. Um, uh, that would have been the last night I'd slept in that apartment. I'll tell you that right now. Burn it to ground. I would have noped out of there so fast. I would have slept in my car if I had nowhere else to go. God, I mean, horrifying. Hearing a knock coming from inside the closet. (laughs) What? (laughs) Something's behind that. A knock, once again, that implies something has hands. It's got a fist. (laughs) Or a hoof. Yeah. (laughs) Nothing good. Also, Jamie, I just want to say, whoever you're at bars with, Fuck them, because this story scares the shit yeah, out of me. Right? Uh, your friends have, like, a, a very high threshold for fucked up shit, because this is something that I would be like, if I heard this at a bar, I'm like, girl, you can't go back there. You are can, you hanging you out with demonologists? They're like, yeah, it's just all the time. That's, of course, they scream right? in the night. You're like... Yeah. Oh. I love to having the cats, though. That's why I think pets are great if you can have them, if you can afford them, have them around. Because I know if anything moves in the night, the goose, when Leanne was house sitting, she said that it thundered and that Lucy jumped up and started doing laps oh. and was barking. I said, that's how you know, though. If somebody started like fidgeting with the window mm-hmm. or if a ghost started knocking on the, the dogs would be <laughs> oh, going yeah. batshit. Yeah, about it, Kate so. goes bananas when uh, somebody just walks by the front yard like with a doesn't have to be another dog. When the mail is delivered, shut it down. Kate's like, don't fucking look at our house. Don't look at our house. Keep walking. Keep walking. <laughs> she uh, she is a protector for sure. The other day, is- Ella asked, why does Kate bark so much? Because <laughs> she's just letting people know that she's that she's don't here. Don't mess with me. Yeah, don't fuck with my family. <laughs> man, oh, man. Jamie, Jamie, Jamie. Thank you for sharing that. I'm so glad that the energy clearing seemed to have helped. Shout out to small businesses on Etsy who are helping people get access to energy clearing when they don't know where else to go. I listened to this last night when I was finishing the outline, and I knew this was going to terrify you. (laughs) Selfishly, I did not want to give you a heads up because I wanted your reaction live. Well, you all are welcome. We, but I love that we do this to each other too, because I'm like, hey, this will make Christy mad, or this will make Christy laugh, or this will make, yeah. Because so, I was thank freaked you. out because I said, oh, she's just talking because it's so crystal clear of a woman's voice. But she also said it doesn't. It, that's not what she sounds like. 
Yeah, that's not her voice. So imagine hearing your your uh, go to phrases, but it's somebody else's voice on your phone it's a saying it's it. like hell yeah, and I'm like. <laughs> Oh no! Yeah, yeah. I got a lot of hot takes. Yeah, it's just (laughs) (laughs) that's a really great catchphrase for a demon. (laughs) That is, that is. Yeah, every take that a demon has is a hot take. That's true. Yeah. Uh, Oh, we need a shirt now that says that has a demon on it that says I got a lot of hot takes (laughs) with just a pitchfork on fire. Oh man, these are good. These are good. I was excited about this last one. Um, I, I loved all of them, but I knew this one was going to get a good reaction out of Heather. So. I did not expect to be thrown from my seat <laughs> with terror, which I was. I was on my hands and knees on the ground. It's times like this when I wished we record what we do. Um, most yeah. of the time I don't because I don't want to put on makeup and or feel like I need to clean my room <laughs> or anything like that. But this was great. <laughs> Oh, oh my goodness. Well, yes. Thank you to everybody for sending in your stories. If you have an odd but true story, maybe you've encountered Bigfoot, you've seen a UFO, you had a brush with true crime, or you've felt the presence of an otherworldly being, send them in at sinisterhood.com slash freaky Friday. To reiterate, don't email them or DM them to us because sadly they might get lost. Mm-hmm. Go to the website, sinisterhood.com slash freaky Friday. Send them in there, and they'll be kept safe in a database. They go to our database, and they're all nice and neat in there, and we have a system to know which ones we've done, so it really, really helps us out. We love providing Sinister Hidio at no cost, so if you like what you hear, consider supporting the show by donating to our Patreon. We're a small operation, creating the show for you by researching, writing, recording, and producing it ourselves. Any amount is sincerely appreciated and helps offset the cost of making and hosting the show. As a thank you, you'll also get some sweet perks like ad-free episodes, a Sinisterhood sticker, membership to our exclusive Patreon Facebook group for those in the Ruling the Airwaves and Getting Into It tier, a special shout-out on the show, a monthly bonus mini-sode, and patron-exclusive video and audio content including Am I the Asshole, Relationship Advice, Judge Christie, Dear Sinister, Wedded Drama, True Crime Headlines, Unpopular Opinions, and so much more. We've got our... A monthly Q&A coming up on 420, baby. And then the following night, we have our live stream where our Getting Into It patrons get to vote on what segment we do. We'll have those links up soon on Patreon so you can vote on that. And they'll both be at 8 p.m. Central Time. They're so much fun. So please join us. Then you can see your video. Yeah, then you can. Yes. And there's also been talks of perhaps a poll on our Q&A, uh, 420 Q&A. Uh, 420 poll, do you want us to take an MC at the beginning and then watch us descend into madness? Uh, so that'll be an option That's for an option. our attendees. Yeah. <laughs> you also have the fun perk of access to our Discord server, where you can connect with other fans in real time and discuss the latest in true crime, share personal ghost stories, or just post adorable pictures of your pets. We hop on occasionally, and we host monthly Q&As on Crowdcast, where you can ask us all your burning questions. For our patrons not in the U.S., you have the option to pay in pounds or euros, saving you the cost of the conversion fee. Annual memberships for all tiers are also now available. Those that select this option will be rewarded with a free month of membership. For more details on all of this and specific member tiers, visit Sinisterhood.com and click Patreon on the top banner. 
So many of you have been tagging us in pictures of you sporting your sweet Sinisterhood merch. Keep those pictures coming. And if you want some cool swag like t-shirts, mugs, totes, and even clothes for your kiddos, visit Sinisterhood.com and click shop in the top banner. The best thing you can do to help us grow is like, review, and subscribe on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, or wherever you listen to your podcast. And please tell a friend who you think would like us to check us out. It means so much to us and really helps podcasts like us get more exposure. You can follow us on Instagram and Twitter at Sinisterhood Pod and like us on Facebook at Sinisterhood. We're also on TikTok and YouTube. Christy, where are you at on the computer? I am on Twitter and TikTok at Christy or GTFO and on Instagram at Christy M. Wallace. Heather? I am on Twitter at MCK versus the world and on TikTok and Instagram at Heather versus the world. As always, the devil rules the airwaves. Keep it creepy. Whoa. <laughs> <laughs> <laughs>